talking about all of the beers and the beverages and we, there was a couple did you have the non-alcoholic beer that summit's offering yeah, this year i did it was fine it was fine it was a good i think for any people it's a good choice you yeah. want to walk around with the beer great we have talked about the maple and the nitro cream available the coffee drink yep. at um farmers, the union. farmers union also summer lakes beverage has three kind of teas that are oh, those. delicious yeah. um also nordic waffle has a collaboration with local purveyor jinx tea and it's like a nordic iced tea it's oh, kind of like an, an arnie palmer with some kind of nordic cinnamony cardamomy spices liked that i didn't know about that you would like it it was really good um i do want to shout out at the sirloin tips place there was a sweet tea they i i don't know anybody else at the state fair who's really doing sweet tea I can't find. I can't think of it. Like sweet tea, like Southern sweet tea. Oh, they at um at uh, Gators. No. At, nope. At Summer Lakes Beverage, they have a sweet tea. But like Southern sweet yeah, tea. Yeah, it's not like super sweet. It's more on the citrusy side. Yeah. No, I'm I'm looking like I think so, like Southern sweet tea. Sweet. In fact, you have to say it like sweet. this. Sweet. Sweet tea. Sweet. Sweet tea. All right. How about the chili pineapple express sour from Prize Brewing that was at the ballpark? I I did too. It had a tahini rim. Yes. It was a little pilsnery limey. My bonus son Ryan got that last night, and he—I think he liked it a lot. Yeah, we so. liked it too. And I'm trying, gonna try today. The—is it the beer gurita at um, Giggles? No, the burrito. Let, let me be very clear what this is, please, <laughs> because this is not—you have to understand. This is a olive lager. And is that what you're talking about? The olive lager? No, I think I'm talking about the, not the margarita the oh, beer. It's, so it's not a, it's not beer even. It's wine. Oh. So it's called a burrito. This Br is a burrito. Because it's made with Brianna wine. Oh. And so that's why it's called a burrito. I've had a lot of people say, oh, where's the beer margarita? And I'm like, no, no. It's and, wine. Is but it it's good. It's refreshing. It's okay. very good. I was like, we, we there's not enough margarita action out here because, of course, we can't have tequila yet. But I'm working on that. Um, and then, but, you know, it's like, this, so this one is a burrito. Got I it. I forgot about that one. Yeah, right. at Giggles Campfire Grill. Yeah, I know. So, okay, that's, Giggles did not have a new food this year, you guys. Like, that was shocking. Yeah, surprising. I don't know what they entered, but they didn't make the cut. Well, and then they didn't even do one at all. So, yeah. So, but that's fine. You can always get your duck wontons there, man. And really, don't you just want the walleye cakes anyway? Or the walleye fries. Jake reminded me that his favorite fair food of all time, Jane Baby said, remember when we had the had that, that like meatloaf with like the gravy and the mashed potatoes? It was like a duck meatloaf or something, but it was like I don't know, yeah, there was a meatloaf. There was like a keg Yum. of meatloaf there and he was like that was his favorite moment. 
Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite moments here was with you at Ballpark, which was the Cucumber Summer. I got that yesterday. Beer that was brewed by Indeed. Yep. Um, 6.5% ABV, which I did not realize. So yeah. That's good. I'll only have to have one of those. I got that yesterday, and I was uh, and I was just really, I was happy with it. I walked around with it, and I thought it was it held up. You know, a lot of the times, some of them for me, it's like you get a first sip, and you're like, oh, I love this. And then you're like halfway through, and you're like, why did I get this? But that one, so to me, like a great one has to be able to hold up for a walk. Yes. And um, I would tell you that the one that I really loved of those is also there is that uh, that orange, that triple orange. Oh, the there was a triple creamy, dreamy beer that was cloudy, but it tasted like a mimosa. And I oh, will find that one, one stuff. Um, oh, we have some. Yeah, there's the triple orange is the one that I really liked. And that is. That is the that one was that at is. Dance. Yeah, that's the Kara oranges and the blood orange mix with vanilla beans. It it's was like real a, good. That one is by uh, Modest Brewing. That was one of my favorites. I, I just so really too. love that one. And especially as, if you like like a mimosa or yeah. that kind of, it was it was thick. But it, it was, was not see because it wasn't as mimosa-y for me. I feel like maybe we're talking about different beers because no, I don't same. Really? Because it, yes. it's really orange looking. Yes. Yeah, but I didn't feel like... And mimosa, it's hazy. Mimosa takes to me, takes it to like a sweet place. And this was not sweet to I me. loved it. Yeah. No, it was good. Um, One of the... what Like some of the beers didn't really... Let's, let's, like people didn't love the Walking on Sunshine Watermelon beer. Did you have that blonde yeah. ale? Was that up at... It was at, at Coasters by Bald Man Brewing. Here's what I thought about that one. That one is exactly what it advertises itself to be. So if you want a watermelon sort yeah. of like essence in a beer, that's what you're going to get there. I love like, it. That's fine. I want to shout out the, the system that they have up at the hangar to have this little four pack. So they have a little like tasting flight of four. Why don't more people do that? I love a beer tasting flight. Because like, then I was like, I know that there was one out of those four that I would go back for and then I would go back for it. And like I, we both had together the blue. What's it called? Macaroon one. Minnesota blue boo brew together or something. And we both liked it. No, I didn't. Oh, you didn't? No, I liked it. The blue one? Yes. No. I thought no. it was gonna be like this super sweet, weird it bomb. Was. It, it was. It wasn't as much for me. I kind of liked it. Burt. I don't think I would order it. But, like, for what it was, if you're into, like, a macaron and you like that vanilla hint. Here's what it is. I'm going to read it. It's a pretty blue color. Because it's important to know that this is a brooding collaboration between, um, gosh, I just, I can't read it now. Okay, anyway, it's Modest and Forger Brewing. And it's, it's a pastry lager brewed with Pilsner malt, almonds, milk sugar, marshmallows, <sighs> vanilla bean, okay, I know lemon, coconut, and blue spirulina. Is it blue? Yeah. And I, I just said, it. this is a blue craft beer. If you like shiny, sweet blue things, you'll be mesmerized. And normally I don't like <laughs> Maybe they should beers. have just called it squirrel. No, I just, I liked it. I don't, I mean, it's not like I would want a whole one, but for what it was, I liked but see, it. That's weird. Why? If you're not going to drink a whole one, that's hard. Because I was pleasantly surprised that I even liked it as much as I did because I expected to hate it. So you're going from, I think I'm going to hate this to, marketing, I know, It's a I know. weird marketing moment to think like you're just going to, because I, you surprised me that how you weren't super bad. Yeah, that's exactly how I felt. But would you pay money for it? I mean, if I liked blue, if I was a macaron. No, no, no right now. No. Would you pay, see, no, you would not pay money for it. Okay, would you pay money for the olive lager? Yes. <laughs> 
Because a lot of people did not like that. No, I feel I was the only person. I felt like they made that beer for me at the yeah, fair. They because probably did. It was it was just it's salty beer, and I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. I'll there's have an a salty olive in beer. it. Yep. They put a little skewer of olive and meat, and I was like, you can leave off the meat, and I'll just take two more olives. That would be great. How did you feel about? Uh, did you have the mead? Because yeah, you're mead? one of the few people that likes mead. I love mead, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it's true. Okay, I love me, but this one was sort of a nothing burger for me. It just didn't really. It sort of felt like I wasn't drinking anything. It was like a bucket of air. We won't talk about this today, but keep uh, your eyes peeled and your ears peeled because there is a meadery coming. I know, white bear lake, like not a cidery, a meadery. Which is great. And mead, you guys, is basically fermented like it's honey. It's basically when they take honey and make a sort of a beer beverage out of honey. And Sociable has been doing it for a while, and I've liked a few of their meads. I've enjoyed them. This one just seemed too light. It was like almost like it was, it just, and, it was and just maybe, maybe if you're having a spicy food and like that's what you want, just something very light, go for it. You know what I mean? I just was looking for something a little bit more. Uh, as we get wrapped up here, I want to hit on two. The Kirby Pucker Preserve Lemon Beer Delicious. and the Lemon Razical Cream Ale. Kirby Pucker is brewed by Eastlight Craft Brewing. It was delicious. It was very puckery. Yeah, yeah. Joey got that last night, and it was like it was very preserved lemon. It is you, you. It is lemon on the front, beer on the back. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you get lemon first, and then you're like, oh yes, I'm drinking a beer and not a lemon. And, and that lemon is like lemon. Lemon. It is screaming at you. It, it's a lemon head. And then you have lemon radical cream ale, which is a bite indeed, and that's at Mancini's. Did you I thought get that to was fine. That? that one, here's the deal with that one. That one, in contrast to the one we just said, that lemon rascal had zero lemon for me. And our team, we were like, did you say there, it's a lemon raspberry? It had a lot of raspberry, which I, it was It was nice. I like a raspberry. I think raspberry and beer is a, is a lovely thing, you know, a frambois, if you will. Frambois. And, but I don't, but this one had like, to me, zero lemon to it. So I felt like it was, if you're like someone who likes cider, like yeah. you're gonna like yeah. this beer. Yeah, I just I just don't go in thinking you're getting lemon, especially when you get the preserved lemon. Like yeah, you, if you just compare those the two, two, those are two different bugs whatsoever. And I think those Kirby Pucker series or the Kirby Pucket series of beers, like that yeah. Kirby Pucker was in keeping with those types of. Yeah, no, I was I'm always impressed with that one. So all right, so okay. we have our friend Brad Glenn. He's yep. here from Liftbridge, and we can talk with him about the mini donut beer. And talking about the trends, that the way that the beer at the State Fair is moving, too. I, that's, I'm interested to get yeah, his take on that. Yeah, and how it's just become such a phenomenon. Yeah. So we'll be right back. You're listening to The Weekly Dish. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. Red Live at the State Fair. Thanks for getting a bigger crowd. It's nice to see you guys. Even though Freddy Krueger's here and it's freaking me out a little bit. That's fine. <laughs> there no is a deal. guy in the there, audience we, This is the official launch of... Like Spooky season is coming. Freddy Krueger. Right, so we love that. Anyway, we're being joined, you guys, by Brad Glenn of Liftbridge Brewing. So let's give him a big round of applause. There it is. All right, I don't even know what to give your title as because you're like beer mogul now. Czar. Yeah. <laughs> czar. Yeah, mini donut. Uh, yeah, beer czar, I guess. Beer czar. Uh, State like Fair exclusive beer czar. I don't know. Stillwater. You're now moving into Wisconsin. They've been in Wisconsin. I know, but... Yeah, since 2008, Lipbridge has been around. We've been doing a lot of fun stuff, and starting with, you know, this awesome state fair beer that we did, and again, we didn't know how big that would be. So, um, referring to the mini donuts. Mm -hmm. So everything keeps growing. So that's the plan. So you 
the original beer craze started when you guys were able to do more strong beer at the state fair. Well, right. let's level set something that like there used to only be three two beer. Only three two, and it was and a beer garden. And it was the beer garden. You couldn't and, walk yeah. around. Actually, my sons who you know were here yesterday with me, who have lived in New York and Chicago, and are just moved home. But they, uh, he's like, wait, you can you can just walk around. He's like, just making sure. I'm yeah, like, yeah, we're Las Vegas for twelve days. Yeah. we're basically Vegas. Then we go back to the Puritans. Like, the, yeah. yeah, so it went from three two, and then all of a sudden it started. Yeah, well, like Midway Men's Club had Summit. I think that was the first one. One of the first ones was Summit. Of course, Surly started the year before we did. So yeah. a couple Surleys popped yeah. up here, and you know, a lot of the concessionaires took a. You know, look and said, people want craft right. beer. Minnesota's really doing good beer, really doing cool things. So we should feature yeah. Minnesota brands. Yes. Woo! yes. All right. Wake beer lovers in the hood. So Ballpark was one of the first that really featured almost all Minnesota brands, which was crazy. And now they do now all they of their taps are all Minnesota. God love Dan and Dave. So, yeah. So we hung out with those guys, had a couple late nights of drinking and ideating, as you call it, <laughs> you know, in the industry. The, the best ideas we, we happen at ideating. 2 a.m. Oh. <laughs> over beers and we came up with you know what is the minnesota state fair in a glass and and we went back and forth on a lot of different things and really it's smelling mini donuts were a, always a thing for me mm -hmm. and then tasting that cinnamon sugar so um that's what started us thinking let's let's do a custom beer and the first year we did like 30 kegs and we didn't know what we were going to do with all the extra beer <laughs> but uh that was not the case that was not the case they sold through a dozen in the first couple hours and I said remember. we got something here uh-oh do you remember there had to be they're like okay please only get in line for the mini donut yes. beer yes. at it was 11 a.m you can't get in line until then it was nuts the the fervor was insane right and a lot of people like that and personally i didn't i, I yeah. was like oh my gosh i don't want people to wait in you line at 7 a.m yeah so uh the next years we learned a little bit more and more and uh brewed a lot more it's and still too like such a good beer like you get the smell of the yeast is like a donut and you have the the rim with the sugar and the cinnamon like it's still just it's such evocative. a home run. Yeah. And with all the beers you just went through, there's yeah. I don't know, fifty some right. you know, and everyone wants to stand out, right? So it's always what are we gonna put on the rim? What kind of fruit are we gonna put in? What kind of, you know, sweet caramel what what you know, so it's a lot of it's over the top, right? And, and we they're stunt beers. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, yeah, we, so because we just, we st we decided we wanted to stop writing about saying, calling them stunt beers. So mm -hmm. do you remember we started calling them craft with a PH? C-R-A-P-H-T. Yeah. <laughs> it's a craft beer. But nonetheless, I, I would say that I'm happy to say that the rim thing has died down a little bit. Like when they would put like sticky caramel dripping down and like cookie crumbs. And I'm like, that's not. Mm. I'm not, I want the beer. I don't want to, like, wear my beer on my right. face. Right, right. So, so and that's what we've always done is yeah. thought little, about, This like, is perfect and appropriate. Anything right. else is too much. And it lasts. Like you said, you can yes. walk around a fair with one in your hand and it'll last. The key lime pie, same thing from Karib. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well-balanced. You get the lime. You get that sweetness. Yeah. Um, you get a little green sugar I'm on the rim. I'm going in for but, a taste of that. But it's not, mm. again, it'll, it'll stand up walking around and it's not going to, like, really mess with mm. your taste buds. That's a really nice start one. What do you think? So did they... Did people come to you and be like, dude, what should we do or how do we do this? Was it were you like the godfather all of a sudden of like craft beer of stunt beers? Well, everyone, as you know, keeps a lot of things close to the vest true, as well. True. So everyone yeah. wants to have it be their idea. Yeah. So uh, there's not a ton of collaboration between a lot of the concessionaires, but a little bit. And enough in the off-season that we do talk about it and talk about what are we missing out on. Is there something really cool in the market people are liking, like the hazies? Yep. Can I know, ask then, you about that? Because mm -hmm. we got a question 
on Twitter, there are a lot of new beer trends, and we're seeing them out at the fair. He wants to know why hazy beers are dominating the IPA scene, and also if you can tell us what a cold IPA is. Okay, uh, so hazy beers are IPAs, but you use a lot of hops in the fermenter, um, which means you don't boil them down, you don't get a lot of bitterness, but you're getting all the hop aroma and some of the flavor. So a lot of the new varieties of hops that we're working with farms uh, on the West Coast, primarily Pacific Northwest with, are very fruity, pungent, tropical, yeah. all these great aromas that you get. And when you do a hazy beer, typically it's very low IBU, meaning low bitterness, but you get all that celebration of the fruitiness of the hops. Okay. So those kind of took off because people really like that aroma and, and flavor experience without it being, you know, your your father's IPA, right. you know, be, being very bitter. And the fruit forwardness of it is yeah. really popular. Yeah. yeah. And we had our first, I had my first cold yeah, IPA Yeah, no, I've been here. loving the cold IPAs. I'm good with that. Yeah, cold IPAs, uh, cold brewed, and, um, you know, again, a lot of the hops go in in the fermenter when, the, when it's cold. So you, really you're keeping intact a lot of the volatiles in the hops that would otherwise flash off. So, so it's pretty super drinkable. smelly, yeah. like yeah. smells hoppy and piney and all that, but it's not super bitter Correct. is the way that yeah. I experienced it's a, a little cold bit IPA. More, they call it, they, a lot of people are saying it has a higher drinkability. Yeah. Sure. You know? Which I don't know what that is. Not me with like hops robust. too. It's like that's just one of those words that people say. I always equate hops to like basil and cooking. With, yeah. You know, you can make it yeah. that with your sauce, but then at the end, if you just add a little fresh basil, you get that fresh aroma. Yeah. But it's not that that's deep kind of vegetal bitterness either. All right. Well, that was a good Twitter question. We love that. What do you see out here? What do you think is like? Do you think the craft beer, the the flavor beers, the one timers? Do you think that we're at the peak, or have we not hit peak yet? I don't know. I, I thought we hit peak a few years ago, but uh, everyone keeps pushing it. And again, I think it says flavors evolve as, as people's palates evolve. And I really like the fact that more and more concessionaires are doing Minnesota beers. I again, do this is the yeah. great Minnesota get together. It should so, be. It's an agricultural product. So for me, we battle every day just against, you know, big macro international breweries that are owned in different countries. And we really want to focus on, on this. So I think there's still opportunity, my point is, okay, good. to take more. Yeah of the market share from the, the you know big macro companies and do something that's regionally relevant yeah so. i do i think i think there's some really and i think that the craft beer in the agricultural building the the mm -hmm. exhibit that's there if you guys haven't gone through it's still there right i haven't been in the building yet. oh yeah okay there. if you haven't gone through and really learned and talked to some of the brewers i mean that is an opportunity that at this moment to have brewers and to have people there to talk about what really goes into beer and to talk about cold ipas because we weren't talking about cold IPAs last year. That's kind of a new it's phenomenon. New. Yep. And so that's what I think is there's still so much to learn and so many roads to travel that it's going to be fun. So can I ask you a question? Yeah. In terms of flavors, what do you think is missing? What What would you like to see? You drank Savory. hundreds of beers over the last couple of years at Minnesota State Fair. Oh, we're out of time. What, what no. are you missing? Um, I... I, I uh, savory. And we'll do no, it next year. Yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of want to play with a little bit more savory. A little Sa salt. Savory? Yes. Salt and herbs. Salty, I want savory. herbs. Yeah. Herbs. Get me okay. some rosemary beer, rosemary. my friend. I love rosemary. Garlic and, not garlic. Just rosemary beer. <laughs> Garlic's okay. fine. Brad, thanks for being here. It's Liftbridge. You can find their mini donut beer. You can find the lime... Uh, key lime pie at Kareeb. And, and the hazy at Blue Barn. Yeah, right. hazy, hazy, the hazy. And next year, that rosemary. Whatever it is. All right. I will work with you on it. <laughs> we'll I will be work back. With you You're on listening it. to the Weekly Dish. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish here on My Talk 107. I'm Steph March. I'm here with Steph Hansen, and we're live at the Minnesota State Fair. 
I might have just spilled water on the computer. It's great. It's totally fine. Nothing's wrong. Everything's great. Um, uh, we are. Just, we just had Brad Glynn, who was from Liftbridge, who was out here all the time. Another person who was out here all the time on her own volition is Elaine from the Hamlin Church Dining Hall. Everybody, welcome hey, Elaine. And Elaine, you guys, is a volunteer. And we're going to talk about the Hamlin Dining Hall, right? Oh, I, it, my, one of the best topics in the world is in the Hamlin <laughs> Church Dining Hall. Been here for 125 years, begun with a few sandwiches from the church women who wanted to be part of raising enough money yep. to build a new building. And we have evolved from that <laughs> in 1897 to our full-service dining hall. Uh, just uh, on Dan Patch Avenue. There is a big history of philanthropy with like Midway Men's Club and Hamlin Church Dining Hall where all the money that you raise here goes to supporting community activities throughout the year. Part of it goes to the church yep, and then a portion goes to a charitable organization. This year it's Emma Norton Services. Yes. And they're building their new re restorative home for women in families in transition love it in that old ford plant area yeah we do there. not have enough uh facilities for they, they families. do remarkable work yep. and we are so happy to be partners with them well in that and we've done save the children we did the sheraton program over so over the years we've evolved in that too so what is a typical day as a fair volunteer for you at the hamlin dining hall like um for I have been at the dining hall for 30, this is my 39th year. This is oh, 39th wow. year. Woo. Can we give a hey? Seriously. <laughs> and what what I have done over that period of time is to, and until the, to the last 20 years now, is to handle the cold food preparation. <laughs> okay. So I'd go in at yep. 5.30 in the morning Ugh. and we would do the foods that needed like sandwiches, fruits, desserts. Mm -hmm. That's that's been my job. So are you responsible in part for this delicious paleta that we're having, the birthday cake? It's so good. Oh, some we you know the the dining hall has had to evolve over the years and volunteering is uh, becoming a very difficult aspect of of our work. Yep. And so we are partnering with La Michicana Rose for yep. the Pilates and with um, Allison uh, for Al's breakfast. Which pancakes. is really smart. And and it's an effort for us to maintain our dining hall and sharing with others. Yes. And so it was nice to choose to, and to have two opportunities with people who serve quality food. Right. And two local they, products. They bring too. them in. And, yeah. Yes. And, and so we're... We're really pleased. It seems to be working well. It does. <laughs> People seem to love it. How many volunteers does it take About every day? 60 per shift, and we have wow. three shifts a day. Well, wow. 60, 60 per day. Okay. With three shifts. With three shifts. Okay. Yes. Okay. And and we always encourage people to do a double shift because that that helps. That's too. easier. Yep. Mm -hmm. But but people's lives are different. They're evolving too and yeah. changing. So, this this we're hoping will uh, 
prolong Hamlin Church Dining Hall at the Yeah, State by Fair. partnering with other folks yes. that yes. maybe can focus exactly. on some of the food service side. Exactly. There's And so you guys, the of course, can we have just a talk for a second about the ham loaf? Because that is such a huge popular thing at the Hamlin, you know, having the ham loaf. Is that something, is it still selling well? It is. It's it's iconic, just like the dining hall. Gladys Helling, who was the um, uh, uh, manager at that time in the 1930s, it was her personal recipe. It's uh, ground beef and ground ham, plus a nice array of spices. And then it's served with a sweet sour sauce. And if you do it at home, you bake some of the sweet sour sauce on, on it, and it kind Yum. of bakes in. Here, we just serve the sweet sauce. Elaine, Steph, and I are just going to push you in a minute. A little bit closer. Okay. There, there you, you go, go honey. There you I got go. my knees down? There you All go. Right. There you okay, go. is that better? Yeah, it's I great. just didn't want you to have to Good. hold it. All right. Um, and <laughs> actually, you know, sometimes our, our people uh, on the committee think, oh, ham loaf, oh. do we really want it? <gasps> and... I don't think we can ever get no, rid of No, I don't ham think loaf. you can it ever is. get rid of ham loaf. Please. Ham loaf. Ham loaf. Yeah, ham, ham loaf. loaf. <laughs> well, and, and this year, uh, the Star Tribune did blueberry pancake. Uh, for um, the, the... For they the, did. Yes. To the celebrate the 125 and, years of the Hamlin and, Church And we offered hall. them ham loaf as an option, too. <laughs> but somehow or other, they, did, they did they reject that? That's so weird. <laughs> they choose the blueberry pancake flavor. Now, were you here the first day when all the dignitaries were there and the governor and Amy Klobuchar and everyone came? I was, and I was so impressed with the comments from all the dignitaries who were there because they captured who Hamlin Church Dining Hall is yeah. in terms of radical hospitality, yeah. good quality food, and sharing our uh, financial rewards. Yes. The, the, the secret that the Dining Hall Committee kept from me was that I was knighted by the Winter Carnival. Oh. <laughs> oh, we are sitting here with a knight. No, I'm a duchess. Oh, a duchess. <laughs> sorry, sorry. So Truth. I'm wearing my my trophy pin yep. and bling from the... Uh, St. Paul Winter Carnival. That is so great. Well done, Elaine. Well, Seriously. It, it, it was... It was such fun to see the giggles that went among the dining hall committee to think that they had kept it a secret. <laughs> yes, yes. Absolute secret. So it's, um, and you know, to me, this represents every single volunteer hour since yes. the beginning mm -hmm. of the dining hall. Yeah. And, and do you know, too, that my co-worker Betty Ward and I have been awarded a bench that oh. is in front of the church dining hall. That's excellent. Betty and I were co-chairs for about 10 years yes. at our 100th anniversary. And so... Um, so I, you're quite the celebrity out here, Elaine. Well, I'm well rewarded for 39 <laughs> years. No question about it. Well, and when I brought Harry Smith around the state fair, you guys had a nice little moment, and that was like <laughs> a very big... I th he loved you, and he thought... He Legendary broadcaster he, Harry Smith. Yep, from the Today Show. And he literally thought if we had more Elaines in this world, we'd actually be in a better place. Can I, I ask about that, Elaine? Like, yes, it was when we had our Bananas Foster French Toast yeah. as our 
one of fifty, one of the fifty uh, foods of the fair. Yeah. And he came in, and I had a plate ready for him. Yes, you and, did. And uh, he took a bite. And while he was chewing it, I had the audacity and used age as a privilege. I rubbed his tummy. <laughs> she did. She really did. I really did. It's really good, isn't it? And now we had a great big oh, hug. Oh, that's hilarious. Great, great. big hug. It Elaine, if, if any young people are listening, I feel like people should try and reconnect if they can to their communities through volunteerism. Oh, well, it's what has been the dimension in my life that has given back the rewards. You work hard, but the rewards come back in 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 spades. In spades, yeah. yeah. In spades. This and it's true. great to be able to celebrate you at the Minnesota State Fair this year at the Hamlin <laughs> Church Dining Hall. I want to know what you eat around the fair, though. Um, actually, <laughs> um, I don't eat a lot around the fair. <laughs> It's it's very high salt and high fat, yeah. and uh, it's not really particularly good for me. So I, the other thing I do though is I eat everything that we serve at the dining hall, just so that I understand okay. what it is and and how we can maintain that good home cooked quality. So like the the Swedish meatballs and the lingonberries, are those still there? Oh yes. Okay. That's, you, know, you scared me for a minute. I thought maybe. There is no, a recipe no, no. for that in my cookbook, I think. For yeah. her for the Hamlin? No, oh, I was like ham, I mean, I think cookbook. you have to, yeah. We uh, and I don't know that we've pu- maybe the recipe for cranberry wild rice meatballs is on our website, yeah. but I don't know for sure. That's uh I don't know. Th- we're having a bit of a wind thing here, folks, so sorry about wow. that. You know that what was... they call this when you're sailing? That's a squall. That is a squall. a squall. Yes. We're good. Elaine lost her hat, so It'll Michael. Come. It'll be... We'll find it. Yeah, Michael, find it. We'll find it. We'll find it. Um, but do people ask for recipes for the for the food often? Uh, not often, but we do have a reference for ham loaf. Okay. In in a, in our web church website. Okay, so, so there is. Okay. Here you go, oh. Elaine. And so then, Elaine, what would be your favorite thing to eat at the dining hall? Like, what's the thing that you want to that you get excited for to try every year? It's all good. Listen, everyone makes me pick. You got to pick too. <laughs> oh, well. I do like the ham loaf. Okay. And and especially with some mashed potatoes. And I do like those mashed potatoes. <laughs> yeah. It's a good combination. It really it's is. A There's a good. theme to the show today, and I think it's that Stephanie likes mashed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I think potatoes, well, we all know that, like, as soon as it gets cool out, I start to wear, I start to think about getting my potato parka on, which yeah. is yeah. just by eating the all the potatoes. Season. Yeah. Well, uh, I do think a lot of people come because they know, along with this home-cooked protein, whether it's chicken, meatballs, or ham loaf, they can choose mashed potatoes and gravy. Yes, yeah, it's true. It's, it's <laughs> people a good thing. love mashed potatoes They and sure gravy. do, they and do. nobody makes gravy like the Hamlin Church Dining Hall. <laughs> Elaine, it's been a privilege Thank to you, Elaine, to you. for coming for on being the with show. us today. Oh, and make sure you visit Hamlin Church Dining Hall and get the Al's pancakes. If you're, like, can people wave to you if you're, because you're in the back, aren't you, most of the time? Well, we had enough uh, people today, so that I was actually out in front. Oh, oh nice. Uh, greeting people. So remember, so. if you see Elaine, say congratulations, Duchess, and tip your hat. Right? Oh, I, please, just come up and say hello. Just say hello. All right. Okay. Say hello. We're going to go ahead and take a break. You're listening to The Weekly Dish. We are live out at the Minnesota State Fair, and we will be right back. All right. Well, this is 
been an excellent State Fair show. Thank you for everybody for coming out. You're listening to The Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. I'm eating. Here with Stephanie March. Here with our friend and biscuit empresario, Jason Matheson. <laughs> His show is coming up next, live with Alexis from 11 to 1. I'll be doing the cookbook signing, so if you're here for that, we'll just take you right around the corner. And I just, you know, your chicken and Betty and Earl's biscuit sandwich with pimento cheese is like one of the favorite fair foods. I'm curious, like, how did you get this all put together? And aren't you so proud? I'm, yeah, I was, you know, for the people that don't know, I, yeah, I, I posted this yesterday. I sent a message to, to, to both of you and, and cause the reviews were starting to come in. Yeah. And I thought last night, and I've said this before, just about the creation itself of Betty and Earl's, but I thought about my papa last night because again, they're, my papa and grandma who these are these are his biscuits like this right. is his recipe very little has changed and they were so poor like my grandparents house was the size of like a moving box and the fact that their names are on menus and at a state fair right they would it would blow their minds it would blow their minds like a they state were fair visited by two million yeah. people and here they have a sandwich yes with their biscuit yeah. that is so cool so i just think about that but no i'm so proud how it came to be was it was funny um and i haven't said this yet we weren't sure we were going to be able to pull this off again because right. you know the, the company had a lot going on uh lush had opened and we were just you know kowalski's and you know it's a it was an embarrassment of riches and we weren't sure Oh, can we do this again and make it? We didn't want to do it half erst. Right. Yeah. So we went yeah. to Charlie, yep. who you both know at I Lulu's. I love Charlie. Yep. And so you'll love the story. Yeah. We went to Charlie and we're like, Charlie, we don't, we didn't even get the word. We aren't sure. And Charlie goes, nope. Nope. I'm not going to take no for an answer. <laughs> so figure it out. And I'm not joking. I think he wanted like a new flavor or yep. something like that. We, uh, we said, Charlie, it's just, he goes, nope. So I'm just going to let nope. you figure it out. Yeah. And the creation uh, was really a collaboration between our great head chef, Peter, with the pimento sauce. Uh, Charlie's chicken tenders, yep. which are hand, you know, you guys know it's not frozen. No, they're so I good. Mean, they yum. are yeah. a top, they're a top three chicken. They are. They really they are. are. And the trick wasn't, we said this, you guys both know, we said this last year. Even last year when we did the dual berry shortcake, which is back again, which was a favorite last year, we said to Charlie, we don't want to do the state fair if we have to pre-bake them. And Charlie looked at us, he goes, I'll get ovens. And I, I, we said, Charlie, <laughs> what do you mean? He goes, I'll get ovens. Yeah, he so, wants to have yeah. a good state fair food. So what people may not know, they aren't pre-baked. They're right. baked here, here at the fair. The morning. Like every morning, every three hours. Right. So that's the difference, I think. Okay, so this is your third, fourth, fifth job. Because right. you work at My Talk. You work at your own television show on Fox. You now have Betty and Earls. You have the Two Fairy Godfathers. The um, Disney podcast. Disney podcast. Yeah. Like, why do you keep doing all this? Like, what is it inside of you that is so entrepreneurial? I'm curious. Oh, wait, were you just Hanson? <laughs> oh, was she? Wait a minute. I, I, uh, you mean I can go was, now because that, you've just been Hanson? Was that a drive-by fruiting? It was, was a that drive a drive-by fruiting. It was a drive-by Hanson. No, like most people, one I'm just company, gonna eat. Thank maybe you. two, but you keep going. Like, I'm done it? now. <laughs> what is it about you that just keeps that spirit going of entrepreneurism? Um... Because none of them are really jobs. And I mean that because if you do something you love, 
figure out a way to get paid for it, and you'll never work a day in your life or whatever that phrase is. And, That's a pretty good answer. You know what I mean? And all, all of this stuff is joyful. And let me say with Betty and Earl's, I have great partners. I, I, I wouldn't be able to do this. Jennifer uh, and Peter, you know, the head chef, I wouldn't be able. I, I can't. I, I couldn't run a biscuit company. It's about surrounding yourself with good with people. With great people. Yep. Yes. 100%. Okay, that I might you might have been Hanson, but you just Jason didn't respond. Yeah. That's good. I mean the TV so show. I mean you guys know the TV show, great people, executive yep. producer Jeff and Ted, radio show Alexis and Dawn. Yeah. Right. I'm not th- this is easy. It looks easy, but it's not. And it's all the people who don't get the attention that I get. Those are the people that make it work. Yes, including B Arthur, who's I'm sorry, who? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who you're to quote of. Mariah Carey, I don't know her. I don't know Jason, her. when you come her. to the fair, what do you eat yeah. besides your own food? Like, what are some of your faves? Well, I always, <laughs> I always, I'm so ordinary. But, but March has changed me. We were talking. There are some that pickle pizza uh-huh. I'm going for now. Uh-huh. But I always get the gizmo. He's a gizmo guy. I'm a gizmo, He's a gizmo guy. I'm a gizmo guy, and I always will be. Yeah. And it and it is that thing of. You support good people. Yeah, it's that's the family good. owned yes. business supporting Carl and he's Carla. Long. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I that matters to me. The right. fact I mean, that's a good woman over there. Yeah. And and plus it's a damn good sandwich. It's a damn good sandwich. <laughs> I know it, you know, it's yeah. been around for a while, so it doesn't get the fireworks, but it's consistently a darn good sandwich. Yeah. My husband every year has to eat a Peter's wiener. Yeah, we always it's like a, it's like if she doesn't say that on the show, I don't even know that we're at the stage. That's her. a Saturday night over I here, mean, but I'm just saying. But it's yeah, just is, uh, oh, but a bump. I mean, you've just been Jason. You've just we'll been be Jason. Here all week, folks. Yeah, yeah. But no, the gizmo and uh, those the okay, the Dairy Kids. I yep, have to have yep. a Sunday at a the Carmel Dairy Sunday. Barn. Not no, not the, the build- Dairy Building oh, by the Haunted Barry- House. Yeah, no, I go down to the I don't go down to the Cow Barn. That's where I get my malt. I've never. What, what the heck? No. No, aren't they the same children? No. no. Those are the U of M dairy kids down at the cow barn. Well, who are those children? I don't know. The Dairy Association. This there's is, a difference? There's a difference. Oh, babe, you're about to get smarched because I'm going to give you. <laughs> when we've all become verbs. Yes, I'm going to get you. The next time we hang out, I'm going to get you one of those malts. Those are the better malts. Really? It's the better It's the only best malt in the, in the whole. I'm not kidding. Either that I've... or the Kiwanis. But I like the kids down at the dairy barn. Oh, because the the teenagers at the dairy building, I think they're afraid of me now. They probably are. Because I, if they don't fill it, I don't want a half. They need to fill it. And yeah. you yell at them. I don't yell at them, but I give them a look. And if they do fill it, I throw them a 20. So it's, you oh, know. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'd okay. get more nitro coffee okay. if I so put my 20 I'll throw the kids on at yeah. the other yeah. one. So. Yeah. It's like you, where you walk past and they have the, their milk in the cow and stuff. Yeah. It's that little that little kiosk counter. The, the, they'll give you a twist, like chocolate, vanilla, and usually they have like a caramel or something. And it is spectacular. That's where I used to dip my the pretzel thing in. Yes. But I'm telling you, it is the best pretzel R.I.P. in I've been smarched. Yeah, I, I honestly, I've been down there. Yeah, I know. I, you know, right? I, I done that. You did the, uh, the llama thing. Yes, yeah. I done the competition yep. with the news oh, anchors. No llama nope. parade. Yeah, I'm telling you, costume now contest you is now you know. epic. I have to, yeah, but that's. And like new foods, Yia Vang. I, know. I mean yeah. that just right. killing it. And the coconut drink, we talked about that when we started oh. off the show. Yeah. So good. The so, lychee. So good. It's it's so good. Did you have the pork tenderloin sandwich yet? Yes. Okay. Uh she brought it for me. Okay, good, good. That yeah. is That's outstanding. Winner winner pork dinner. Seriously. Yeah. Right? Winner <laughs> winner so, pounded pork. I know we gotta go, but yeah. I, I said this to you on Twitter. I'll say it publicly. 
from Colleen and Bradley to you guys support of Betty and Earl's means a lot to me. And I know these two, they wouldn't just do it because they're friends. Nope. I said to Smarts yesterday, <laughs> if the sandwich sucked, they just wouldn't talk about it. That's right. So I love you both and appreciate your support. So Jason thank you. Jason and Alexis live coming up at the Minnesota State Fair. If oh, shoot. Here. We have to do a show? Yeah, yes. you're here. If you're here for the cookbook signing, you can get the book over here and I'll sign it next door. And thanks you all for thanks coming everybody. out and supporting Weekly Dish. Really appreciate it.